0: All right guys. Hey, happy Thursday. How is everybody today? We got Alexandria, Brunella, Seven, Clarence, Destiny, Gabby, Jenny, Janice, Janice, Jennifer, Jessica, Kai, Paquita, Rose, Tamika, Tasha, Tisha, Latanya. Hey, guys. Hello. How are you guys today? Pretty good. A few more people hopping in. So, just so I can get a feel of the room, go ahead and type a one in the chat for me. If you still are working your nine to five job and you would like to transition from it, type a one in the chat for me. Okay, perfect. Salam, Tamika, Rosie, Paquita, Anissa, Camilla, Janice, Alex, Destiny, Tasha, Seven, Brunella. Perfect, Tisha. Awesome, guys. Perfect. So, that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. I typically get about 40% of the students that join my program are still working their nine-to-five job. And a big problem that they face is how do they transition from their nine-to-five to to their actual full-time tax and accounting firm? And you guys know, the majority of you guys on the line tonight, you have your nine-to-five, so you know how difficult it is to actually grow your business while you're still working your nine to five, while you're a parent or a spouse, while you're trying to have some sort of work-life balance, right? It's, it's, it's hard, right? I'm not going to lie. It is definitely difficult. And if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. So what I want to do today is just kind of equip you guys with the tools and information and the resources that you need to actually start gearing up to comfortably transition from your nine to five this year. So type a two in the chat if you want to quit your job this year though. I want to know who actually wants to leave because every once in a while I run into those unicorns that are like Krista I actually love my job and I don't plan on quitting anytime soon and I'm always fascinated by them and commend them for actually having a job that they actually are passionate about, right? But for the majority of us, we're ready to say goodbye, (laughs) right? We're ready to say goodbye. So Rosie says to Nisa to Tasha, Rose, Tisha, Destiny. Yeah. So you guys are like two, two, two. Janetta says, I wish I'm waiting to retire in 2028. Oh yeah. Janetta, you got a few more years. You might as well just stick it out, stick it out there. Angela says to, okay, perfect. So Let's talk about this. Let's talk about how you're actually going to make that transition and what it actually looks like so you can comfortably transition, right? So our agenda for today, we're going to talk about planning, okay? You have to start and have a plan. So I'm going to introduce you to my TKO method, okay? And the second part that we're going to talk about is execution, right? So after you get your plan together, now we actually have to go out and execute. And then the last thing that we're going to talk about is ride. And that just means to ride it out, right? We're going to coast out. We're going to sell out. We are going to start to move. We're going to be in motion, right? Is the last step. All right. So let's talk about some problems to avoid, okay? So the very first problem that you want to avoid when you are transitioning from your nine-to-five to to full-time entrepreneurship is what my grandmother used to say. She used to say, don't trade the devil for the blue sea. How many of you guys heard that terminology? (laughs) How many of you guys heard that terminology? Don't trade the devil for the deep blue sea, right? So my grandmother used to say this all the time. And pretty much what this means is that don't trade one bad thing for another bad thing, right? And so with regards to your nine to five, a lot of the reasons why we don't like our nine to five is because we're either being mismanaged, maybe, maybe we have colleagues that we really don't enjoy working with. Maybe we're not making enough money, so it's really hard for us to sustain ourselves, to pay our bills, Robin Peter to pay Paul, right? And so we're in this position where we actually want to start our own business because we see the financial and time freedom of starting our own businesses, right? But one of the things that oftentimes I see with business professionals or just newer entrepreneurs, even people that have been doing this for a while, they get really trapped in between trading their job, which they really never liked, to actually getting into their full-blown entrepreneurship only to feel like they have another job. Right. How many of you guys know what I'm talking about? You don't want to trade your nine to five with all of these things that you think is bad about it, just to get into entrepreneurship and now you're 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 working 12 hour days now, you're barely getting any sleep, you're not really making any money and you're still like on this struggle bus trying to figure it out, right? So this is the essence of what my grandmother would call don't trade the devil for the deep blue sea. So it really just means is, uh, is that don't trade one bad thing for another bad thing, okay? Now, the next problem that you wanna avoid is feast and famine. So here's what I ran into. When I was first starting my business because I was still working my nine to five job, I would get a few clients and then, you know, I would stop, right? And what you find yourself, what you find yourself doing is that because you don't have systems and processes and people set in place, once you get those clients and actually you finish your work or you get them onboarded, you look up and you don't have any more clients left. So this was a big problem the first year after I kind of transitioned from my job. I would stay in feast and famine. I would be on this emotional, financial roller coaster. Every single month. So after I quit my job, I started to get a few clients, but then like I would do all of these marketing activities, right? I would do all the flyers, the billboards, and what have you. I'll get a few clients and then I'll spend a lot of time like working on those clients. And then a few months later, now I'm back searching for clients again, right? So this feast and famine is so detrimental to your business and to your just mindset, right? Your confidence, because you're like, man, Why can't I get consistent income? Why can't I just have consistent revenue, right? So this is where I don't want you guys to be at. I don't want you to end up in a feast and famine trap. Now, the second thing is stasis, which means that, you know, and I run into a few students that end up having this issue where they'll get a few clients and then they have like their two or three bookkeeping clients. They're still working their nine to five and then they stop. Right. And then they look up, and it's like a month later, two months later, six months later, a year later. Yeah, they made an extra, you know, a few thousand dollars for the year, but they didn't experience any upward mobility any really quantum leaps in their business because once they got a few clients they kind of just you know stayed at that one little level right and my mentor she was like this for years right she had her 9 to 5 job and really her tax business was just her side hustle right and i know for a lot of you unless you are being intentional about making this you know a true business and really stepping into true ceo ship You will stay in stasis. You will just make enough money to have some extra money, right? You would just make enough to actually have a little extra money, maybe 10, 15, maybe upwards of 20 or $30,000 extra per year to put towards maybe travel and maybe living a little bit better, but it won't be exponential to where you feel safe to actually quit your job, right? So I don't want you guys to end up in stasis to where you get a few clients and really you get complacent. You're like, "Mm -hmm, okay, so I'm making a, you know, extra thousand dollars a month and I'm happy. Now, don't get me wrong. If that's your goal, then by all means, but for the majority of us, we want to transition from a nine to five and we really want to build up a business that we can have more time freedom, right? So type in the chat, what is one reason why you want to focus on building your business as opposed to just staying in your job where you probably have health benefits you have a set schedule you know you got a set lunch period you probably got two weeks vacation why would you want to transition from your nine to five like what is really the issue on why you want to leave your job Rosie says no income limit Shakila says more free time eventually yes Rico says help rebuild my community. Alex says freedom. Rose says legacy. Nisa says freedom of time. Gabby says freedom, right? Tisha says, I want to build my, I want to be my own boss. Courtney says financial freedom, more free time. Yes, unlimited income. Freedom, building legacy, legacy, being my own boss. Okay. So you see, guys, we got a little theme going on. So freedom, time, and no income limits is really the key drivers. Like you desire more time and more money. Is that right, guys? If we can just sum it all up, you want more time and more money, right? And you see the potential um, as far as stepping out and doing your own thing to really create that time freedom and that money freedom, right? So Salam says, yes. Shaquilla says, absolutely. Rose, yes, yes. Gabby is, yes. Perfect. So the last thing that I call this problem that you want to avoid And this was me. (laughs) And I'm going to call this the F this syndrome, syndrome, right? And um, hopefully you guys got on some earplugs. I'm not going to say the actual word, but this syndrome is detrimental because here's what's going to happen or here's what happened to me. I started my business while I was working my nine to five. I got in all the stuff that I needed to get a lot of the stuff that I'm going to go over with you today and what you need to do. I started, you know, planning everything, learning and months went by while I was building, you know, just learning how to do this business. Like I took my time. I really did. I took my time. I was not in an absolute rush, right? I was still antsy, but I wasn't in an absolute rush. Like I was really enjoying learning taxes and bookkeeping and really learning how to start this business. It got to a point though, that I was so frustrated, right? I was so frustrated with not having enough time to go out and do marketing. I was frustrated that I didn't have enough money to really do the things that I wanted to do. I was frustrated that I didn't have a lot lot of clients. And every single day that I would go in and I would clock in at my nine to five job, I was growing more and more discontent, right? I was just, I was building up all this animosity, this resentment towards my employer. And one day I just said, F this, I'm done, (laughs) Right. I got so frustrated with the process. So here's what I don't want you to do. I don't want you to make a decision that is not a rational decision. That was not a rational decision to quit my job when I didn't have any clients. It wasn't a rational decision to quit my nine to five with benefits with a brand new baby when I didn't have any money in the bank, right? Nothing about that was rational and I am not proud of that moment, right? And so here's what I try to do for you guys. I don't want you to get to a point where you're so frustrated with your job, you're so frustrated with, you know, just the way things are going, that you feel like you have to make a leap that you really aren't ready for. So I never want to put any of you guys in a position where you are compromising your livelihood to where you can't. Pay, pay your bill to where you can't put food on the table. And honestly, that's where it got for me. It got to a point where I couldn't afford to put food on the table. I couldn't afford to pay my bills on time. I went through eviction, right? It got, it got so hard that I look back and I was like, man, why did I quit my job so early when I didn't have this safety net? Right. And that's where I come in and I and I really teach you guys because, you know, social media glorifies entrepreneurship. You know, they're like, yeah, if you're not running your business, you're not doing nothing pretty much. Right. And it's like it's a way to go about it. You actually want to build a bridge. Right. I burned that bad boy up. OK, I got frustrated. I lit the I lit the flyer, the fire. And I pretty much I quit that same day. I didn't give her two weeks notice. Right. I just say, you know what? Um, I'm not coming in today, <laughs> right? I called 8 a.m. Actually, I knew I wasn't going to come back. So it was five o'clock. It was like five, five 30 in the banking center. I'm looking at everybody. I started packing up my stuff. I knew in my heart and in my gut that I was not coming back to that job the next day. I was so frustrated by not being able to have enough time to grow my business, right? I wanted the time to grow my business, but I couldn't do it because I was so busy helping them grow their business, right? So I was frustrated. And so I packed all my stuff up secretly. Nobody really noticed. And that morning, I didn't wake up at my normal time. I normally would wake up at like 6, 630. So I can be to work by 8, 830. I got her the next morning. Actually, I don't even think I called her. I think I sent the email right from my cell phone, like not coming back in. Right. And so they kind of knew it, though, right, because your your employers, they know when you're frustrated, they know when you're fed up, they can see it in your demeanor and your personality and how you're carrying yourself. They knew I was frustrated because I started to behave like I didn't care anymore, right? Like I would I would stay on my lunch an extra 20 minutes because <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't care about this place, right? Uh, I would take multiple breaks throughout the day because I didn't care. But here's the lesson that I want you guys to realize. I never want you to burn a bridge, right? So just write this down. Never burn a bridge. You want to actually build A bridge across. You want to actually comfortably be able to say, hey, I'm putting in my two weeks and be excited and happy about the fact that you have clients waiting, ready, paying you, right? You want to build that bridge over. You don't want to burn your way in Vietnam, bombs over Baghdad, World War III your way to entrepreneurship, okay? So if I can leave you with anything today, it would be to build a bridge and do not get caught up in the F this syndrome. Okay. But I'm going to also tell you how you're going to avoid falling into some of these problems anyway. So let's talk about Krista's TKO method. Okay. Does anybody know what a TKO is? Talk to me if you know what a TKO is. Let's talk. Come on. Who know what a TKO is? A technical knockout. Come on. Oh, wow. technical knockout. Technical. Okay. Okay. Who know it? Who know that TKO? Who know this song? Y'all don't know about this. Y'all not rocking with me tonight. Y'all not rocking with me tonight, okay? Hold on, let me get to my part because I just gotta hear this one part. Let me tell you. Here we go. Come on. Mhm. I think I better let it go. Sing it with me, y'all. Come on. What? Looks like another love, TKO. You know, I thought y'all was my people, okay? <laughs> All right, so I'm going to teach you my TKO method. This is the TKO, my total, is it technical knockout? I'm going to call it a total knockout, okay? It's it's a it's a total knockout method. So the very first thing in the T um, Angelica says, sorry, I don't know who that is. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay, Angelica, you gonna learn today. You gonna learn today, Angelica. Um, that's Teddy Pendergrass. So what we're going to talk about the T is for time. Okay, so the very first thing that you need to understand about transitioning from your nine to five is time right where can i find extra time cuz right now this is your greatest asset so a lot of people that come to me they're like well krista well how do i build this business on the side when i have family you know i'm married and i'm working my 9 to 5 i need you know i have i need time for myself i need time to sleep right and I have to actually learn what I need to learn in order to do what I want to do, which is taxes and accounting. So that's what I initially looked at when I was ready to start preparing. And mind you, I prepared my transition started in like February or March of like 2011. And I didn't quit my job until about it was like December It was like towards the end of December of um, 20. Eleven, right? Because my first tax season was January twenty twelve. Okay, let me make sure that's right. Because you know, guys, those years go by fast. Okay, so so one of the very first things that you have to do is just look at your time. Right, where do you have extra time at? So the very first thing that I did, I plugged in my business wherever I could. Right? I would plug it in before the kids got up. I would plug it in after they went to sleep. I would plug my business in throughout the day when I was working at Chase Bank in between clients. I would plug my business in on, on my lunch break. So I literally would be studying for the Enrol agent exam. I would be learning business, right? Because I didn't know about starting a tax and accounting firm. I never even worked at a tax and accounting firm before, right? So I never worked at h Black. Block. I never even interned at a tax and accounting firm. So I'm literally on Google, all night, I'm buying resources, I'm trying to figure out, okay, well, what do I need to do to actually start this business? I started studying taxes and then I found out about the EA license when I was studying for my, just to become a registered tax return preparer, because that's what it was called back in the day. Um, I found out about EA and I started geeking out on that. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to actually write out your time and where are you and where can you plug in the extra time that you need in order to start to comfortably make that transition. So let's just take a quick scenario. You got eight hours of sleep and this is generous, right? Right, because I don't even get eight hours of sleep right now, but I, I happily do so. Uh, we'll get eight hours of sleep soon. But you guys want to at least prioritize at least eight hours of sleep. You're gonna work eight hours because you still work your nine to five. I was commuting, so I know we are in COVID land right now. So driving to work may not really be a thing for most of you if you're working like a corporate job. I'm not sure, but I do know with rush hour and driving to and from work and to and from picking my children up from school. It amounted to about two hours of commuting, right? So just type in a chat, like when you guys were working back and forth in corporate and really being stuck in rush hour, how long were you commuting back and forth? Carlos said six hours of sleep for him. Siobhan, two hours. Juan, 25 minutes. Okay. Gabby, 45 minutes. Rose, 10 minutes. Okay. Your job was right up the street. Brunella, five minutes, Rosie thirty, Courtney an hour. Okay, not far. Recall was ten um ten minutes. Shakima says two hours. Yes, Janice one hour one thirty. Right. So Michigan is pretty. You know, like you need a car in Michigan. Like you need a car, or you just gonna be busting it because there is nothing. Is is really is it, nothing that's really walking distance or uh, distance around here, right? So it was at least two hours of commuting time to and fro. Four to just drop off, you know, my children and to get to work and then come back home. Now, that leaves you with three hours. Now, mind you, if you add this all up now, we're going to get to 24 hours in a day. You're gonna have three hours for your family, right? So here's what I would do. After I would come home, I would go ahead and get comfortable. Me and um, actually at the time, um, oh, I was going to say my son was born. Yes, he was. Um, <laughs> he was just so tiny. He was a baby. Um, I would go ahead and get my daughter together. Cause she was probably like around four years old at that time. And we would just, you know, hang out for a few, right. I would actually cook dinner. That's when I was cooking. y'all. I don't cook no more, but <laughs> I would cook dinner and, um, and just chill out with my daughter, right? And then I would give her a bath. She would get a bath around like seven or eight o'clock faithfully every night. That would be our bonding time as well. Uh, feed my son. And then about, I would say, 9, 9.30, she was in a bed, right? It was in a bedtime. She had dinner. She had a nice bath. So did my son. And after I put them to sleep, probably the latest, you know, they'll start drifting off 10, 10.30, you know, kids always do that last thing. Like, I'm I'm thirsty. I want a snack. You know, they they come up with all these excuses, like right when it's bedtime. <laughs> so, you know, you you buffering thirty minutes for that for for the for the shenanigans that they try to pull right before bed, and then finally, like around 10, 10, 30, I would be on that couch geeking out on tax law, figuring out how to grow this business. I remember I I took a notebook out like, okay, if I got 300 tax clients at $300, how much would I make? And just, I was like geeking myself up when I saw how much money that I could make during the tax season. I'm like, man, I could, the potential to make 40, 50 grand, which was what I was making at the bank, I can make that during tax season. So it was exciting for me to start my business, right? To just know that I can make my salary in the first, like one to two months of the, of the, um, one to two quarters of the year. Right? So when you add this all up three hours, family, three hours business, that's a whole 24 hours in your day. If you dedicate three hours to your business and now you don't have to do this all at once. Like I said, Do 30 minutes. Wake up 30 minutes before your children get up. Do 30 minutes on your lunch break when you at work or do um, another hour after they go to sleep. You do have to make certain sacrifices initially. Right. And three hours, I would say if you can dedicate three hours, you're going to go far because three hours, it gets you a lot, right? You only need a little bit of time. The other thing is three hours compounded over time is the difference maker. What people try to do, they'll do three hours, three hours, and then they'll just stop, right? Then they'll pick back up the next week. Well, now you delay because now you're missing 15 hours from last week. That 15 hours translated into a lot, right? So never underestimate how valuable your time is and how valuable every hour of being productive is for you and your business, right? So that means you're going to devote to your business at three hours per day, you're going to have 21 hours, in addition, devoted to your business. That's Substantial for someone that is able to get all the things that they need to get their operations together, start their marketing processes, learn tax law, right? 21 hours per week over the next six months, you can do some damage with that, right? If you just stay consistent. That's 84 hours per month dedicated to your business, right? So you can get a lot done. So here's what you're gonna do with those three hours a day. Who here, before I go on to the K, Who here thinks that three hours is too much? Is anyone saying three hours is too much for them right now? Be honest, let me know. Okay, Brunella says no. Carlos says he can free up more than that. Yes, guys, if you can do more than this, do it, do it. Honestly, so what I would do is from 10 to like three, four in the morning, I was studying to become an EA right? And I was loving it. Like I said, I just, I loved it. And that's the other thing. So here's what's going to keep you persevering. You have to be in love with what you're doing because that's the only way that you're going to do things that are not normal, right? It's not normal to stay up to 3am studying tax law. Like that's not normal, right? It's not normal to wake up an hour too early before your kids go to, um, before your, your children wake up. It's not normal to at every break that you get in between the client during your nine to five, you're studying tax law, you're figuring out how to open up your business bank accounts, you're looking up tax softwares, right? It's not normal. Like you have to be driven by a sheer amount of passion. And that passion has to be directly correlated to you seeing the vision for you and your family's life that other people just don't see yet. Like you got to see that vision for your life of you and your family having the your dream home, you and your family, you know, being able to vacation when most people won't be able to, right? It was a quote that I used to always see in my twenties that said, Um, I, I'm able to live how most people can, because I did, I lived in the beginning how most people wouldn't, it was something like that. Pretty much you, you put in the work now so you can do things that a lot of people won't be able to do a year from now, two years from now, three years from now. Right. So the K and the TKO method is knowledge. So now that you figured out when you're actually going to devote time to your business, when you're actually going to get that time back while you're working your nine to five. Oh, the other thing is you've got to get your VIPs on, on board. So who are our VIPs? Your VIPs are your very important people. Right. You got to get them on board. If your VIP is not on board, you don't need any more resistance on this journey of growing your business and working your nine to five and taking care of your family. You don't need any opposition right now. So you have to talk to your VIPs. Your VIPs are your very important people in your life. You got to talk to your children. You got to talk to your spouse. And you got to say, hey, I'm going to, mommy's going to or um uh, wifey is going to be doing this. For three hours a day during these hours, I need your support. I need you to make sure that we find some activities for you to do during this time so that you're able to, you know, have fun and be engaged and learn while mommy is doing this, right? Like, you got to get the VIPs on board because if you don't, you're going to be more frustrated because they're not going to know how important this is to you. And that's where a lot of people kind of fail, like, they just start going and they don't communicate, like, I'm going to be gone during this time. And here's what I need you to do. Or here's the type of support that I need from you. Here's what I'm, you know what I'm saying? And be, and put them on your calendar. Like if it's your husband or your wife, like, let them know, share your calendar with your spouse if you already haven't done so. So they know when you're when you're going to be devoted to your business. They know when you have a client. They know when you have a strategy session. So they're not confused on why you're not picking up right away when you used to pick up the phone right away, right? Or your children aren't, like, confused why mommy now all of a sudden on Zoom would feel like 20 hours a day and before she wasn't. Like you got to communicate with your children and your spouses, okay? So this next thing is knowledge. So you want to take the time to learn. You want to learn tax law, bookkeeping, business operations, marketing. The fact that you guys are NTA six is a testament because I've already done a lot of the hard work for you. You don't have to figure out how to talk to a person over the phone for a strategy session. You don't have to figure out, you know, all the nuances of pricing, bookkeeping, and taxes. You don't have to figure out how to brand yourself on social media. You don't have to figure out, you know, how to actually reach out to somebody and provide value. Like, the hard work is done. So the fact that you're here is going to exponentially increase and speed up your actual success. But you got to do the work and just understand and just geek out on the information. I see so many people, they'll get in and they won't look at the program for months or they'll put the program to to the side. And I get it, life happens, but you literally have the blueprint right here to help you transition, to help you start getting clients, to start providing value, start learning how to communicate value, right? So you want to geek out. And here's what I would tell you guys, give yourself up to 90 days to get set up and understanding the basics, right? It's not a sprint out here, right? And here's what I mean by that. All good things take time, right? Rome wasn't built in a day. I can throw out all of these um, sayings right now and you know what I'm talking about. It takes time to get good. It takes time to build up that marketing muscle, to build up that confidence muscle, right? It doesn't happen overnight, but the key is it happened over time, which means that you would have needed to stay consistent, Right. You can't start this stuff and then stop it because guess what? Again, you're delaying your progress. And the biggest lesson that I learned is the fact that you keep delaying taking action, you keep delaying getting that first client or doing your video or doing your outreach, you are literally delaying your income success, your time freedom, your family freedom, Like, you don't know what you're giving up when you choose not to take action. You're actually giving up something bigger. You're giving up the fact that, um, you know, you won't be able to put as much money towards your savings, start that um, stocks or real estate or whatever you want to do, whatever your dreams and desires are. Every day that you delay on taking action, it's actually not only hurting you, but it's hurting your family, your spouse, and the people around you, because just think how much life would be different if you actually did what you were supposed to do today so that next year, two years, three years from now, you have that time freedom. You have that financial freedom, right? So look at it as a marathon. Take your time now. We don't have to go out and make $10,000 next month, but I guarantee you if you devoted three hours a day doing the strategies in this program and actually going out and get clients, you might just make $10,000 in a month, right? Right? But how about we made $2,000 next month? And then a month after that, we made four. Then a month after that, we made eight. And then a month after that, we made 12. Like, give yourself space and grace that everything is not microwave results, right? Everything is not, um, uh, somebody has said, Hot Pockets, right? Like, everything is not a Hot Pocket, right? You can't just pop it in a microwave and get results. And that's what we're used to. We're used to the Hot Pockets. We're used to the ramen noodles. We're we're used to those quick, fast, you know, um, delights. But your business and you becoming skilled at communicating to people, at actually doing quality tax and accounting work, that takes time. So give yourself grace, okay? Give yourself grace. The next part, your business starter package. So while you are giving yourself time, what I want you to do is set a quit date. Right. Now, I don't have this on here, but I want you to set a quit date. And, I, and what I want you to do when you set this quit date, I actually want you to write what a perfect day in your business will look like. Right. You have to start to conceptualize what does success look like for you. Right. Include your family. Right. What does a perfect day look like in your business? get clear on what that feels like, on what that looks like and set that actual quick date and write a letter to your future self, right? Write a letter to your future self to say, hey, I'm doing this work right now. I'm studying to become an EA. Um, I'm excited, but I'm nervous. I'm getting clients right now, but you know, I really wish I can get, you know, some CFO clients. Like you'll be surprised one year later reading that letter, you're gonna be like, holy crap, how much progress you were able to make over 12 months. So write this down, make sure you write it down, write a letter to your future self, write what a perfect day looks like in your business and write your quit date. What day are you going to be? What day would you feel delighted to just walk away, wish your colleagues farewell, right? And comfortably walk away to your, not, to your entrepreneur job that you already built up, right? You have clients and you got employees and people are helping you you were able to build that bridge while you were working your nine-to-five job so Carlos says july 1st 2021 J- july right on the corner carlos okay tracy says i'm scared to quit so tracy why are you scared to quit why are you scared to quit we'll talk about that at the end of this but this is going to be really a really great a really great conversation so hold that thought all right, so your business starter package, really quick. A lot of you guys should already have this, right? Get your business incorporated. It's a real business, right? We're not doing side hustles. This is your real business. Get it incorporated. Get an EIN, get your bank account, start doing your own bookkeeping, get QuickBooks online accountant, get your tax software, right? You can get MTPO, you get it's $495 for individual and business. Um, For unlimited is their second tier version. And then you already have this program. So you got the pricing, the marketing, the workflow, the software, the systems, the strategy sessions, the value creation. This is your business starter package. Right, this is what you need. So start to really delve into this over the next 30 to 60 days. Don't wait to get some of the stuff. Like I'm surprised about how many people wait to get their P10 and their Ethan. Right. You want to get that stuff out the way. Do it tomorrow. If you already haven't done or gotten your P10 and your Ethan, go do it tomorrow. I'll put that on your to-do list for tomorrow. Okay. Now, the other thing that you need is software. So here's a software stack: QuickBooks Online Accountant, right? You need this to do your bookkeeping. You can use zero too. I have no problems with zero, though I had never used it. I just hear other people using it. Tax software, whatever tax software you're comfortable with. You need your booking calendar, right? This is the calendar that you need to for people to easily book calls with you from all over the world, right? All over the country. Right. You need your professional G Suite email. We're not doing you, we're not doing Krista at Gmail anymore. We're doing hello. At Kristatayes.com. So if you already haven't got a professional email yet, you can get it with G Suite. I actually go over this in a program. Um, you want a professional email? It's time to just throw out your Yahoo, throw out your Gmail. Stop that. Get a professional G Suite email. It's only twelve dollars. Okay, I, I promise you, that's like fifty cents a day. It's only twelve bucks. The last one is Mailchimp. Mailchimp is fourteen ninety nine. And this is where you're actually going to start to collect your leads. You're also going to create your landing pages from here. This is all you need, guys, to make $10,000, $15,000 a month. Uh, like, this is really all you need, right? To make at least your first $5,000 in a month. And the a, a lot of this is very inexpensive, okay? You're, you'll make your money back just with one business tax client. The last thing that you want over here is to... Start implementing some higher level software stacks, Um, but this is down the road. You don't need this immediately. So if you are just starting off, if your resources are tight, get the necessities. Don't worry about these higher end stuff, right? Because they don't, they aren't really... um, going to be really making you money at this point if you aren't already having clients and can actually utilize and benefit from it. So the these things down here is a website. I see, and no knock if you already got a website now, it's just that you don't really need a website right now. You don't really need a website right now because it's not doing anything for you. Now your booking calendar, you can do some things with that booking calendar, right? We can post that link to say, hey, um PvP applications, um, second round just came out. If you need assistance, click below to book your, your free 15-minute strategy session. You can say, Hey, tax season is here. Click here to book your free 15-minute tax strategy session, right? We can get some clients. It's a it's a tangible action that happens with your booking calendar. Now, if you were to send somebody to that website, what's gonna happen when they go to that website? They're gonna see your services, the contact us button, the about us button. They're lost in sauce and they're going to bounce right off of that web page. Your booking calendar is a results oriented link. It's an oriented um, software that drives a valuable action, which is talking to people. Write this down. Spend at least one hour of your day talking to people. You got to talk to prospects, right? And I'm going to tell you right now, my first few clients came from the banking industry. I was telling my, you know, you know, you 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 become somewhat girlfriends with the people that you work with, right? So I was telling my friend, um, Cassandra, my friend, Dominique, um, I was like, you know, I'm thinking about starting taxes this tax business, right? And so when they saw that I was geeking out and studying all these books and learning tax law, and I was excited to talk to them about the new credits and deductions, they threw those taxes at me, okay? They was throwing those taxes at me. So Just by you showing up and being an expert and being knowledgeable both online and offline, you will get clients, right? But you wanna make it dangerously easy for people to pay you money. If it's hard for people to contact you or to book a call with you or to pay you money or to become a client, you're delaying your success, right? You wanna make it dangerously easy, okay? Now, the other thing that I have on here is a dynamic landing page. Now this is like ClickFunnels and um Kartra, I think it's called Kartra, um, landing pages, right? Landing page software. This stuff is like between 37 and 297 a month, right? And the middle ground being about $97 a month. You don't really need that right away. But eventually you want to take this MailChimp landing page and you want to upgrade it to a dynamic landing page. You can also do some really great landing page with like GoDaddy or Wix. Um, I would say if you are technical or technically savvy, go ahead and do it or just outsource it. Um, but these are kind of like a better brand image for you eventually. It's not needed. You can get the job done with this up here, right? So try to stay scrappy and mean for as long as possible. You want to save as much money as as much as you can while you are building this business. The last thing is your practice management software and CRM. This should be one of the last things that you get, right? You don't need this right now unless you know you're about to onboard 50 tax clients a season or... You're going to be working with, you know, um, a dozen or so bookkeeping accounting clients over the next couple of months. This normally comes after you make your first like $5,000, I would say. You're going to be in pain enough because what the practice management does, it helps you stay on track with your client workflow and your client workload. So there is a breaking point. That breaking point is typically at about five to 10 clients where you are like, I need something to manage this where I can stay on track, where I can follow up easily, but you, it's not needed right away. This is what you want to get later on. And Rosie says, what's a practice management? So a practice management is just like unboardable or tax Dome or canopy or jetpack workflow. They're just um, tools that you use to manage all of your clients, securely get over documents. Um, you don't need this right away. If you have some good software, some good tax software. Do you have to let the payment processors run your credit to open an account? Nope. You can um you can actually open up your payment processor with anyone. So you can have a bank um a bank account at Chase Bank and have Square do your payment processing, or QuickBooks, or you could go to Chase and say, hey, what what does your payment systems look like? And they'll probably have some sort of um, comparable deal for you. All right. So let's talk about the O and a TKO method, which is the opportunity transitioning your nine to five to your first five figure client with ease. Number one. Number two, leveraging other people. And number three, become a CEO before you feel like it. Right. So let's dig deep into this a little further. So let's talk about transitioning your nine to five to your first five figure client. How many of you type a, 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 a money sign in a chat if you would love to have your employer be your first client? If, you, if they were like, yeah, you can still work here and I'll pay you this type of money sign. Let me see how many people would be down for the cost to actually make their employer their first client. Okay. Rose says money, money, money. Janetta, Nisa, Tamika, Alex, Magda, Tasha. Okay, perfect. So this is what I actually have coached dozens of people in this program to do over the past two years and it's really exciting right it's really exciting it's nerve-wracking for a lot of people Um, and yeah there are some outliers where it's like Krista that's not gonna work for my job my job way too corporate Um, but for the majority of people you can transition your nine-to-five into your first five-figure client with ease so the very first thing you want to do and how I teach and how I taught my clients how to do this is one assess the needs and desires of your employer right? So you want to ask yourself, what do they really need? What are gaps that are missing in their systems and their operations and their processes? What are the areas of opportunities for your employer that you can provide value on, right? Because we never want to come to someone for something for nothing, right? It always has to be a a give-give relationship, a win-win relationship. So you want to look at your employer as this regular client and you want to look to see, well, what are the gaps are the inefficiencies? What do they need to improve upon? What do they need to, you know, really change to help them have greater net profits or increase your profitability, right? So the very first time that I did this and here's what happened. When I quit my job, I told you guys I burned that bridge and I left with no safety net, with no clients and no money. Don't do that. I struggled for several months before I found this other job, right? actually found a job and it was for this property management company and they wanted a bookkeeper and accountant. And I worked there for a few months and I started to get the itch again, like, oh, here I go again, working for somebody else and... I want to do my own thing. Like, I appreciated the paycheck, okay? So when you need that paycheck, you need it. I appreciated being able to get paid every week and having that money security. But again, I didn't have enough time because I was so busy in that office, right, helping this person with their accounting and their bookkeeping that I didn't have time to devote to my own business. So what I did, I said, okay, I need to get from up underneath this company and I need to make them my first client. Krista was just thinking, right? I was just on the fly in my 20s. So what I did was I started to look. I already knew where his inefficiencies were because I did his accounting. It was terrible, right? Like his setup, like he was so old school. And old school means he didn't want to use software. He only wanted to use Excel spreadsheets. And that's great, but there are limitations to what you can do with just Excel spreadsheets, right? There are limitations with, you know, being able to pull reports on demand, being able to see holistically different departments and what they're doing and how they're actually trending over time. Like you have to actually handle a lot of data in Excel to actually get that really rich data back out. And software just hands down is way more efficient. And I and it was like pulling teeth with him to get him to become more modernized with his business, right? He had hundreds of properties, um, was making, you know, half a million, a million dollars a month, right? Or more. And he still was managing his entire business off of Excel, which was fascinating. So here's what I did. I came to him. I got together what I would do for him if I wasn't able to work for him. And this is part three of this. It says the key to go to, the key is to go to your employer and pitch them how you could actually be more beneficial as a contractor than an employee, right? Like, how can you position to your employer that you're actually going to be better off for them? They're going to make more money, net more money. They're going to be better off. You're going to provide a better service, but actually not being employee. So one of the things you want to look at is just your work scope. What type of work are you going to be willing to do for a certain amount of pay, right? So typically when you transition your employer to your first client, you are taking a pay cut because your workload is going to be a lot less. It's going to be a lot different because you're not going to be there dedicating 40 hours a week plus to that employer, Right. So you typically if you were making, let's just say, if you are making, let's say, $50,000 a year at your job, you can get your employer to actually bring you on as a subcontractor or a contractor for twenty-five dollars to $30,000 a year. Right. But the key is you get back 30 hours, if not more, of your time per week, and you're still bringing home twenty five dollars to $30,000 a year, right? So you're still bringing home income, money for you and your family, and now you have the space, the time to actually go out and build your business, right? So this is exactly what I did. I said, hey, you paying me $1,000 a week, right? But in actuality, if I were to be a contractor of yours, I can provide the same level if not better service and help you with your accounting and bookkeeping at half the price. And on top of that, you will save on employer taxes, right? Cuz they have to pay their share of employer taxes as well as you have to pay your federal, state and Medicare, Medicaid. So you you really create this proposal to say, "Hey, you your company, you're actually going to save $40,000 and here's All this stuff that I'm still going to do for you, right? I'm still going to do for you. The only difference is you just won't see me every day. And I know you're going to miss that, you know, seeing me every day. (laughs) But you just won't see me every day, okay? So now most times when we've done this, we've been able to successfully help uh, more than a dozen people transition from their nine-to-five job this stuff would free up time, if it would be a weight off of your shoulders, right? And you still have this employer, you still have now have this contract and you're now a contractor with this employer and now you invoice this employer every week or every two weeks or once a month, right? You wanna pitch them how much money they're gonna save and how much more money they will make by you transitioning from an employee to an employer. In most cases, you can figure out how to do this in any company that you're working in, even if it's a corporate company. Like the corporate companies pay for contractors all the time. Yeah. You know, even if, you, even if I was still working at Chase Bank or Bank of America, I would have tried to find a way to make this work to where I could become a contractor in some essence or take on a different type of role or move into a different line of business within the banking industry But there are roles. You just got to get creative, right? You really have to get creative. And this is if you care to keep this employer as your first paid client, which I say, if you can go for it. If not, then no worries. We're going to move on to step three of this process, which is you're going to start to build your business. So we're going to talk about that in a second. So Rosie says uh, fringe benefits. So here's the thing. When you are self-employed, you can pay for your own fringe benefits, right? You can pay for your own fringe benefits. So right now, my health insurance, it averages about $400 per month, right? And you are already paying that with your employer. If you if you really look at your pay stub, you're already paying $100 almost every paycheck anyway, $100, $125 to your employer anyway. So instead of them taking it out, you're just going to set aside a percentage of your profits or of your income every time a a, a a customer pays you, right? Like I got my insurance through the marketplace, right? They they matched me with um based upon my area and what type of insurance I wanted. I opted for the best type of insurance, which is probably why it's more than I think what most people typically pay but that's what i wanted i I wanted to pay lower copays, right, but there were insurance options that were like two thirty or two fifty. you just had a higher copay I'd rather just pay the extra two hundred dollars a month and when I go to the doctor i just i i I have literally almost no copay right and then the uh copays that I do have it actually caps. Earlier on because I'm paying more per month, right? So you find an option that's best for you. But what I want you guys to be empowered on is that you can get the same options um, yourself. Yeah, it might cost you an extra one, $100, $200 uh, per month, but in the long scheme of things, you're going to be, you're going to be able to make 10 times more money anyway, Right. Because now you're going from, you know, just hypothetically, I'm just using my myself several years ago scenario making, you know, let's just say forty five thousand dollars. Now, my first year in business, I made forty five thousand. Then my second year in business, I made almost seventy five thousand just in tax season right? Just in tax season. So you have to, there's always risk and reward. And the great mark about true entrepreneurship is that it rewards you greatly for taking on this risk, right? Taking on the risk of having to come out your own pocket for fringe benefits, for health insurance, to set up your own 401k, right? I set all that stuff up on my own. Oh, a great resource to go with is um, for like 401k and other fringe benefits is um, betterment.com b e t t e r m e n t dot com, um, great platform to um, help self-employed individuals really get their own fringe benefits and four hundred and one k's and you know IRAs and stuff set up. So that's that, guys. We're transitioning our employer to our first paid client. Thank you, Siobhan. Um, It says, number three, the reason you want to do this is because you want to get some of your time back when you are able to work from home and dictate how you get your work done. As long as it gets done, you can scale faster, right? Because now you go from three hours a day to now having five, six hours a day to put into your business. Imagine how much more work you'll be able to get done, how much more progress you'll be able to do while your employer is still paying you. Right, while your employer is still paying you. The other thing that I definitely did is the first couple of years, I would say two years after I transitioned from my nine to five. I actually qualify for assistance, right? I qualify for free health insurance. So for um, for like the first two years, I had um, Medicare or Medicare, I don't know what it's called when it's the free version for your state, but I actually have free healthcare, right? So that was comforting to know um, that I, the fact that I still was able to go to the doctor. So if you are within that certain um, lower income bracket, definitely look to see what resources are available for you while you are kind of like transitioning. Lisa says Medicaid, okay, so- I guess that's what I had. But um, yeah, so I was like 24, 25 and uh, went to the state and got free health insurance. So um, I think the marketplace is the same. Like if you qualify for free health insurance, they're gonna put you on free health insurance. But if you make too much money, then obviously you're gonna have to pay for your own health insurance. And then you can find a package based upon you and your family's needs or what you actually need. Now, here's the part that you wanna pay attention to. Because let's just say, Your employer says no, or you just don't feel comfortable going to your employer. Well, we still can build our business on the side. So, here's what you wanna do you wanna leverage other people. So, once you understand the business and how to get clients, you wanna immediately hire for support, right? You wanna hire an outreach administrative assistant. This is typically gonna be your first hire because you need somebody to book appointments, you need somebody that's gonna be booking conversations. Remember, I told you guys earlier, we have to talk to people. We cannot stay mute. People can't see or would never understand how smart, how intelligent, how knowledgeable, how much of a resource and how valuable we are if we don't actually speak up and introduce ourselves. So in this marketing program, I teach you how to slide in people's DMs, right, and how to position yourself with value, how to build up a genuine connection with that person, You, if you cannot do this yourself consistently, at least two or the three hours a day, you need to just outsource it. So this is a great thing. You want to have someone doing this while you're working your nine to five job, because now you got money to pay them, right? Takes money to make money. That's not a lie, right? You have, now you have money and now you're actually leveraging someone else's time. So again, we go to Upwork. We find, you know, some really smart people in the Philippines and India um, and and other countries, and we hire them to say, hey, this is a message that I want to send out. This is how personalized I want you to be. And you have an expectation to book at least one appointment per day. I should be talking to a new business owner every single day, Monday through Friday, right? And they go out and execute with precision, okay? You want to train them. You want to show them how to use your social media. You want to ensure that they're posting great content on your social media, right? They're keeping up with your brand image because right now you won't have the time to totally do it consistently, consistency, consistently, right? And this is a game changer. If you can't be consistent, pay somebody to be consistent for you, right? Pay somebody to do the outreach, to do your social media posts to where now all you have to do is just show up maybe once a week and do a video. I implore all of you to show up once a week and do a video, right? So you want to leverage other people immediately. You don't have to have a client right now, right? Especially if you are making money with your nine to five, because guess what? The very first thing that I did when I made the decision that I wanted to eventually quit my job and I wanted to start this tax and accounting firm, I looked at my finances and I, I said, where could I make cuts at? Right? Mind you, I'm 23 years old. I was spending money on getting my hair done every week, my nails done every week. I had this fancy car that I didn't need to be driving. Right, I didn't need to be driving in a, a model car. Right, It was just for the look of it. Um, I was probably maybe going out you know, on the weekends, spending money, going to the movies, going out to eat. I looked at all of this extra money that I was putting out, and I found that I actually had an additional $700 a month right? How powerful is that to find an additional $700 per month that now you can put towards your business? Your assistant from the Philippines is only going to cost you like $75 a week, right? But they're going to be booking five plus appointments per week for you, right? Even if you pay them $100 a week, that, that that's an investment. That's not an expense like your hair done or your nose done, something that's just going to be used up, right? Going out to eat, a one-time experience, so look at your finances to see where can you make cuts at? Where can you and your family make cuts at? And again, going back to your VIPs, right? My kids cracking me up, guys, when because my daughter, my son really doesn't remember the our, my, my poor days. My daughter remembers very vividly how poor we were, how poor I was, right? She's still, and now I'm able to joke with her and every once in a while she'll bring it back up. But there was a time where we had, we were in transition. I couldn't afford the rent at one of these places I was staying at. Listen, I moved every year because I couldn't afford to stay anywhere consistently. And one year I moved all of our stuff into storage. Right. And I had got like a temporary spot somewhere. It was like an apartment um, that I had gotten. I couldn't afford to pay the freaking storage bill y'all. Okay. And they they close on your storage. Did you know that they can close on your storage? They can sell your storage? I didn't know that. So the storage was in there for I guess over the allotted period of time. And they sold me and all my kids stuff. Like we had, like I never went back up there to get our stuff. I had family pictures. Like I, I, I don't have a lot of family pictures right now cause all of our stuff was in that storage, right? And so my daughter still remembers that to this day cause she was so sad that her new bed set that I had purchased like several months earlier when I had some money, mind you going back to that feast and famine, when I had money I had bought her this princess bed set that she absolutely adored with a vanity. And she was just like, Ma, I remember that time our storage, our, our stuff um, got repoed in storage or got sold in storage. And it's funny now for us. And I'd be like, Didi, don't talk about when mommy was broke. Right. Like I'm always cracking up and laughing and now I can literally laugh about it. But that was a hard time for me. Right. So I say all that to say, get your finances together. Like look to see what you can cut, what you can, you know, take back on and then get your VIPs on board. I, like, I'm grateful that I that they have a very great father. Right. And though we weren't together during that time, he still was supportive. Right. Like he still was very much supportive, like, you know, just taking the kids when I needed him to. Um, I remember one time I was so broke, broke, broke. And my my daughter was like, Daddy, um, mommy don't have any money. And he was like, Krista, you need some money. You You broke, broke. I was like and I was so embarrassed. I didn't want to tell him. That I was broke, broke, right? Because this is difference. It's like broke. It's like you paid your bills, but now you just tight on cash. And it's like you broke, broke. It's like you ain't even got no money to pay your bills. Like I was broke, broke. So he gave me like $100, right? So I say that to say get your finances together and use the money that you're making from your job to leverage other people, right? This is where you wanna become a CEO before you feel like it. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to create your organizational chart. So this is the CEO and this CEO has one, two, three people working for her, right? She got two people doing taxes for her and she has another two people doing bookkeeping and accounting. Right. So here's what it looks like. You're going to find somebody on Upwork and each tax line that you get, you're going to outsource it. You're going to say, hey, do this data entry, this tax prep. You're going to review the tax return. You get a bookkeeping client. You're going to outsource. It. You're going to say, hey, I need this data entry. And you're going to review the work. And you're going to be the face of the business. So let's just say if you're pricing your services correctly, you're going to be charging your business client a minimum of seven fifty to a thousand dollars. Right, guys. And if you outsource it for $100, you're still making a multiple of the money that you're paying out. It's gonna be a return on your investment. Same thing with bookkeeping. You charge someone $500 a month. You pay someone to actually do the data entry, reconcile the bank statements, You know, um, make sure that the transactions are categorized. You review the work, maybe post those journal entries. And now you pay that person $100, but you're getting paid 500. So this is kind of how you want to step into And one of the biggest objections that I hear is, well, Krista, how do I trust people? (laughs) Right? And it's like, well, how did your employer trust you? Right. How how does any employer trust any business? Right. You do your due diligence, you run your background checks where you can, you collect your um your your employees information or your contractors' information, right? Have them fill out their W9, get copies of their identification, verify their address. You can run a background check on anybody right now for like a, an employment. Let's be sp- specific. Uh, we're running employment background checks on people for anywhere between $25 and $50, right? So you can be able to see if this person have like a white collar crime or financial crime on their record. So you wanna do your due diligence, but you that's all you can do is do your due diligence. Even big corporations can't prevent fraud. They can't prevent theft. They can't prevent, but you can do your due diligence. Don't let the fear of you know, failure or of hiring bad. Yes, you will hire bad. There will be a lot of bad hires, right? But the key is your ability to pick back up and to keep persevering. So what you want to do and what I've been telling you guys to do is to hire multiple people right? Now we can hire multiple people because we have them on contract. They are not hourly employees. Every person, like everybody that you're going to be working with until you like really make your first five to $10,000 in a month, is going to be a contractor. You can't afford to pay anybody hourly right now, right? And if they are hourly, it's a very low hourly rate to where you're still only paying them like $100 or so per week. You have the resources. You just have to actually do the work post a job post, Right, Post the job post. Hashtag post the job post on Upwork. Post it on Indeed. Find your people. Hop on Zoom. Interview them. Onboard two to three. Let them know to say, hey, I'm ramping up my business. I am growing my tax and accounting firm. We're looking for tax professional partners as well as bookkeeping partners to help us with some outsourced work. And then what you're going to do once you find several people that you like, you're going to send them an offer. You're going to say, hey, I'm going to pay you $50 per individual return, $75 per um, business return, and um, we're going to use this workflow when I get a client, right? Same thing with bookkeeping. I'm going to pay you $75 for bookkeeping per month for this client. Um, I'm going to pay you $100 for a cleanup. Like, find these people so that you can... Have time, freedom, and you can actually, when you quit your job, you have 5, 10 bookkeeping clients ready, right? In the pipeline, paying you money. You have people helping you. It takes an extreme amount of discipline to do this. I'm not going to lie to you guys. It takes discipline. It takes dedication. It takes commitment, right? So again, tapping into your big why. Tapping into, you know, what you truly want for your life. You can build this business while you're working your nine to five if you leverage other people okay whoo, that was a lot now I need some music okay so what questions do y'all have all right so Tracy says she has a few ready all right cool so let's see let's make sure this is the end of my side yeah perfect that was the end of my side beautiful guys so what questions do you have? What concerns is coming up? Okay, Tracy, you are up first, my darling. Talk to me. I don't hear you. Oh. oh, I'm up first for what am I up first for? Yeah, let's talk. You said that you are scared to death was the words that you used. Why? What is going on?
1: <laughs> this is a long. How do I make this short? I... So it's a conditioning thing. Uh, You know how jobs you know, they, you're, you're conditioned over time to think that it's security. So I like to know where my money is coming from consistently. And I make, it, it's it's multiple reasons. I make amazing, I make great money. I'm a nurse and it's not, I'm not a stressful, I'm not a stressed out nurse. I enjoy who I work with. Um, everybody that I work with, I'm very, very close with. We're like best friends. And I love my work, I love being a nurse. Um, Everything about my job is, I know this sounds crazy, but it's almost perfect except the fact that I have to clock in to get a check. It's the only part I don't like because I work Monday through Friday. So it's very difficult to build my business the way I want to build it. Um, Before when I was working uh, three or four days a week, it was easier to build a business. so it's the the problem is I enjoy my job and I make great money, so in my head, I'm fearful to oh then the other problem is I only have about thirty five clients, so I'm still that's a whole nother thing. It's hard to scale up when you don't have the time. <laughs> Well, I, I hate to say I don't have the time. I need to use my time better. That's one of the things. But so it's it's the job that I enjoy. And it's the fact that right now I don't have the revenue coming in to, to cover that income. So I'm thinking I need to get to six figures before I leave. And then my other part of my plan was I also wanted to have money saved up. So I'm not confident with quitting my job yet for those reasons.
2: Mm-hmm. But no. it's
1: hard to get there, um, mm-hmm. which is why I was entertaining the idea of hiring. Which I did hire an assistant and um, a bookkeeper and some people that can do tax prep on a contract basis. But I'm scared to give them the work. Um, I'd rather <laughs> do it myself. I know it's terrible. It's I got a whole bunch of problems. It's just too many problems. I know, um, you're right.
0: So
2: let me but,
0: ask you a question. Huh? I mean, yeah. Man, I, w- I want you to think about it before you actually answer it. If money and time were not an issue, wasn't even a concern, what would you do?
1: If money and time was, a, well, my goal is to travel. I would, I would travel. That's really why I want, why I wanted to stop working a <laughs> job because I want to be able to still build my business, but on the go. So I want to spend more time with my son and actually travel with my son. Awesome. I feel like I just, you know, right now I just work, work, work. If I'm not at work, I'm working my business nonstop. Like I fall asleep in my computer every day. <laughs> so <laughs> um, that's why I just want to quit because I know that if I do quit, um, but I'm I'm not to the point where I'm ready to you know what I'm saying like like you said people just go like oh I just jumped out there I quit my job and it worked out. Well that's not like
0: So so if money and time were not an issue would you be nursing or would you be growing your tax and accounting business? Like which what would you do for okay, work? So so my ultimate goal I
1: probably would not leave nursing. So my plan is to actually go PRN nursing. So I'll probably always be at least doing like a shift or two a month um in mm-hmm. nursing and then I'll be doing uh, my my business full-time
0: is your business your passion like do you get lit up yeah. about your your business Yes. Yeah. I hear that you get lit up about your nursing
1: yeah yeah well my goal is to help nurses that's why that's my that's that's my goal so uh my my niche is nurses of course mm-hmm. um, nurse, nurse entrepreneurs more specifically yeah but um so yeah I'm passionate to move into a space where I can Help other health professionals, but I'll probably still stay in the space in some way.
0: Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it.
1: Very, so, very. So, so- I want to. want to do it. Option. I want it to be an option, not that I have to go Monday through Friday and clock in. Even mm-hmm. though I enjoy the work, I would. I want to do a different type of work.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. So. So yeah. So it sounds like. What I what I wrote down here, you says I make I make great money. I love my job and you're honestly scared is what I got from you talking. So what what's been happening is you you've gotten clients, but you haven't you're in that spot to where you haven't got enough clients because you've been working so much and you haven't really outsourced because you're scared. So it's just, it's going to keep you in this loop, right? You see the loop has already been happening. It's like, I want to grow, but I don't want to outsource. And I still love my job. And it's like this conflict, right? It
1: is. Good for so, three years. This my third time. I'm going to tell you, it's a struggle. Yeah.
0: So, it's, and honestly, it it's just when you, um, another thing that my grandmother used to say, she, she was just like, um, you know, when you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. Like when yeah. you, When you are just fed up with just not having what you truly desire, that's when you're actually going to take that valuable action. And you're going to be looking at yourself like, why didn't I take this action sooner? Right. Right? So there's going to be a breaking point in your life where you're going to be like, I should have been traveling with my son, or I should have more time for you right now. And yes, I love my job, but I should be doing this, this, that, and a third. Mm -hmm. And until that moment happens, you're comfortable right now, and that's fine. Like live in your comfortableness. Like live in the fact that you have your clients on the side, you enjoy your job, your coworkers, and 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 just go with the flow, right? Like, and, and that's what people that I would definitely tell everyone to do: like go with what feels good, right? Mm-hmm. If it don't feel good, jumping out into your business right now, don't do it. Right. If it doesn't feel good, outsourcing right now. Don't do it, right? Like you have to be ready because what would happen if you force yourself when you really aren't feeling well or you you still got that kind of gut in your in your stomach? Um, you're going to end up making like little mistakes or um, self-sabotage starts to come in. Like that's the real thing when you actually sabotage yourself on certain things because you would get a client and then won't look at the file for three weeks. <laughs> It'd be like, why didn't I look at this client's file? Because mm-hmm. you really didn't want that client, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, just have grace with yourself, everybody. Like have grace and honor, like where you're at, um, but also realize what's coming up for you when you're not taking action or when you're not outsourcing or when you're not doing your outreach and getting clients um, really start to like, write down, like, what am I really feeling? I'm scared because of what? So my next question, it would be that I, you have written here that I'm scared. Well, what would be the worst thing that would happen if you outsource your work? What, what great could happen when you start outsourcing some of those 35 clients that you have? Mm-hmm. Right, and just write out the scenario. Write, write out the what. What is the absolute bombs over Baghdad, World War Three that could possibly happen if things just went <laughs> all the way wrong? And then write out the opposite. Well, what, what, what would be the absolute most beautiful thing that that can come out of me outsourcing and growing, or me transitioning from my nine to five, and see what those different things feel like. Okay. Yeah, and I then get back that. to me and let me know. Let me know. I will. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. And that's a blessing to be in. To, yeah. like like Tracy loves her job. I could hear it in her voice. She's like I love my job. I get paid great money. Like that's
1: and
0: a blessing. I know. Most,
1: most nurses don't have that situation, but um that's mm-hmm. why I feel like once I feel like once I leave, I will have to be sure that I'm not coming back. And that's so, cuz I, I won't I won't get that type of position again. You, you see what I mean? So it's like,
0: yes. okay. If you
1: give it up, you better be sure. Now I'm sure if I if something happened and they still had a position, I could go back.
0: Yes. But I don't
1: want I, I don't want to go back. So I want to make sure that I'm ready. Leave, leave.
0: Yes, yes. Well, thank you for sharing in front of everybody. Yeah, thank you. So Janice says they did that to me when we had a verbal agreement to pay late and the management changed. We finally got most back, but they took all the kids except we oh, okay, Janice. Um, so one more person, who else um who else has like a desire to kind of quit your job? Just type of one in the chat, but you're like, mm, I'm not sure. I'm mm-hmm. nervous. Okay, Janice. Hey Janice. Uh, you're on mute. Okay. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey, how are you today? Yeah, thank you. So what what would be your desired quit your quit date? Well,
2: first I get a bonus in March, so it's after that. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: I was thinking maybe June would be safe. Okay, okay. How many clients do you have now, bookkeeping and tax?
2: So no bookkeeping clients. Um, I haven't really been doing my outreach that much because it's just been... Like I was telling um Siobhan earlier, just kind of working on the processes and behind the scenes that I really need to start focusing on on the uh, outreach. But I do have um probably less than, I want to say less than 30 clients, though. Okay. Um, but this will be the first year that I'll be telling them that the price is going to increase, so I don't know how they're going to react to that. And
0: what else? Um one of the things that I forgot to ask Tracy was um do you think that you could transition your employer into your first client? Oh no way. Okay, okay, okay. And Janice think- I work for Kaiser. I wouldn't
1: want to. Kaiser, no way.
0: <laughs> no, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Well what about you, Janice? So you think you could turn your employer into um a client? I don't think so, but I
2: mean I could give it a little bit more thought, but mm-hmm. Not, I'm not sure that's a good question so I can probably get that a little bit more thought because we do um, work with other consultants and whatnot and then mm-hmm. we have, have other employees that live that reside in different uh, cities and everything mm-hmm. They're not really opposed to it but I would just have to think you know how to pitch it and how to you know sell the value and whatnot.
0: Yeah, awesome. So yeah, if you need assistance with that, if any of you guys need assistance, so what I'll do, I'm gonna put down here, um, what if we created a a um, employer proposal for you guys, a okay. template, right, to kind of fill in and kind of plug in your employer's info with uh, with with the demo version with your employer version and so you can be and have some reinforcement when you actually go to sit down and pitch your employer this this transition I think that'd be helpful for a lot of you guys yeah. and- awesome. so what questions do you have Janice <laughs>
2: Not really a question. I mean, I just think, you know, like some of the other people were just probably afraid to the unknown and whatnot, but I am pretty much a saver. So I do have, you know, like that safety net and whatnot It's just the unknown and fear is what holds us back. So, you know, I'm just trying to overcome that fear. And it's just like, either I'm going to do it or not. I was talking to someone else in a group the other day, and I was just telling them like, well, worst case scenario, I can just always, you know, because on paper, I'm good. I can just always go back and find another job. But it
0: was like, no, no plan B, no plan B. So that's where you go wrong. <laughs> <from. laughs> yeah, I mean, but but that is facts. Like, even right now, I've been at the banking system for several years. I can go get a job at any bank right now <laughs> and um, be employed. So, you know, th- that's facts. and But also, that's comforting to know, like, it's not the end of the world, right? You can always you have experience, you have knowledge, and it's not the end of the world. But again, you want to bet on yourself. So so what I typically tell you guys to do is just build your business while you're working your nine to five. I, I think someone asked the question, well, how much money you should make? I always tell people however much money you need to be comfortable for you and your family. So for me, that was $5,000 a month. What I tell you, if let's just say $5,000 a month is your scenario. As soon as you have some monthly recurring revenue at 5k, where you have like a few bookkeeping clients consistently paying you five, six, seven, a thousand plus more per month. then I say you need to start making your exit, right because you you have enough to kind of sustain yourself you you should have a flow in your strategy sessions. you should be talking to new business clients every single day. you should be onboarding new clients every single week. you should be in a flow of like full blown business mode with outsourced staff and people helping you and. You know, you have the systems and processes in place, so now you can comfortably make that transition. Okay. Mhm.
2: Yes, yeah, so I'm going to hire someone. Um, I'll probably just make them the offer tonight, and just because at first I was trying to send them um like tasks to complete, like a trial and whatnot, but at this point, I'm just ready to just send them the proposal and just say, let's, you know, we'll figure it out. Let's just, you know, get started. Because at this point I'm just kind of wasting time and I feel like I'm a little behind than what I should be. So, you know, I just want to
0: like, get started. Really- yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Get started. And then um if it don't work out with that person, find some more, <laughs> right? There's no, there's no lack of anything for all of you guys. There's no lack of money. There's no lack of clients. There's no lack of anything. You can you can have everything you want. And you just got to believe that for yourself. All right. So, who has any other questions before we hop off for tonight? Go ahead and unmute yourself. So, what I'll do.
1: Mm-hmm. I, this is Tracy. I have a. Mm-hmm. So, I'm have. So, <laughs> I need to manage my time better. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, you know, and trying to balance everything that we're doing to get ready for taxiing. So, I have a, a virtual assistant, but I'm trying to like figure out the best way to train her because, um, you know, I can, I'm giving her like tasky, you know, the tasky stuff, like changing, you know, my clients over in my portal or like she's mm-hmm. doing an ebook or whatever, you know, like little tasky stuff. But as far as, um, getting her to do the stuff that I really need like the the, like that you were just mentioning like the outreach um, to book appointments and then also uh, wanting her to help me with my workflow with my tax prep prep clients Mm
0: -hmm.
1: how what what is because I'm trying to write out like
0: yeah so what what I did I I didn't write out no I didn't even write out SOPs so what I did Nope. Yeah. Video, video. um, Angelica posted it. So what I did when I hired on Rachel, for instance, me and Rachel would hop on zoom, just like this. I would share my screen and I would walk through everything that I needed her to do. And we would do that several times a week. We'll hop on zoom. I'll say, Hey, here's how I do this. And what she did, she actually created SOPs for everything that she, I was teaching her. So she took those videos. She rewatched those videos and started creating SOPs for, my company, right? So we literally have a whole library of SOPs now because every time I teach her something, she creates a written version of it. And then now we literally have a body of work now. So when we hire new people, we have like training systems already set up. We have videos that from the past year already done that people now can watch. They can um, go through the SOPs. They can watch the training videos and then we can check in with them to make sure that they comprehend the scope of their job so you don't want to waste your time writing your SOPs right now it's just going to be it's for what right just onboard them go through the training it's their job make it their job to actually write your SOP step by step for your social media for your tax workflow your bookkeeping accounting workflow you're going to show them what to do and they're going to take it and create your your actual SOPs for your business
1: Ooh, girl you just helped me out (coughs) because I was that makes sense wow I was gonna do a video like for each task like okay this is how I do my email and I was gonna record pre-record it but that makes sense to do it live with her we like we did one initial live video but she I thought she was gonna fire me because I, I didn't even get back to her she was like I'm waiting on my next task I'm waiting I'm like I'm like girl I don't even know what I want you to do yet <laughs> it's just it's just crazy but
0: that, that helps a lot Yes, yes, and then and then and then sometimes you got to set appointments with her to make you do the work. So just set an appointment, like have yes. a standing appointment, right? Um, Donnell he was meeting with his assistants every morning at five a.m. I said, bless your heart, every morning at five a.m. Mm-hmm. he'll meet with his mm-hmm. assistants. Um, he'll record himself on Zoom and they'll just go execute. But he also said it held him accountable. To meet mm-hmm. with them every morning at five, so it doesn't have to be at five. But yeah. go ahead and make her meet you every morning at let's just say eight or nine a.m. Say, hey, we got a standing appointment for the next thirty days, mm-hmm. and for that hour, you're going to be showing her what you need to do. She's going to be telling you what you need to do, mm-hmm. right? And then you're going to build up that trust and that and that um, workflow process. And it's going to be literally life changing when you do that. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. All right, guys, it is um, almost 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We was rocking out today, right? So I'll post the replay of this. I know a few of you got on late. You missed all the goodness. So I'll post a replay and then I'll post the PowerPoint presentations for you guys. If you need additional support, hop on a morning call. We do have um, mentor hours every morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you need help with anything, need need us to look at a tax client, a bookkeeping client, what have you. And then, of course, post your comments and questions in in our private mastermind community on Facebook. All right, guys. Have a good one. Bye.